what is performance management or measurement and why is it important to your small business? We're going to answer that question today. We have uh, an expert, uh, an associate of mine, someone I respect a ton in this realm, Nelson Quinnell, who's going to answer that question for us. But before we get into that, uh, I wanted to, uh, last week we had a great show where I ranted about um, is your business ready to implement technology from a people perspective? We've got some good feedback on that. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, uh, you can check out our podcasts on Apple. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. I think we're on Google. We're all over the place. Uh, so make sure if you enjoy those uh, podcasts, subscribe. Uh, and so we put them out every two weeks. You can get updated and we're here to help small businesses. This is the Key Hire podcast for small business. I'm Corey Harlock, creator of Key Hire, uh, where our job is to make you look good at hiring if you're a small business in the manufacturing space. What else we got, Matt? Am I missing any housekeeping points here? Check out the YouTube station. We'll get into all that anyway. Uh, but uh, today we're talking about performance management or measurement, and we're going to let's bring in Nelson here, our our guest for this week's podcast, Mr. Quinnell, how you doing? Good, good. How are you, my friend? I'm awesome. You look like you're you look like you're floating in space. Oh yeah, it just it's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? I always end up doing this. Is it Quinnell? Quinnell, you're doing great. You know, with your with your Canadian heritage, you should get that right. It is correct. You know, I'm from Canada, so are you? You're Canadian too. Well, my family, I, I would say my dad's side. So we talked about this. Is it from the French canon? French? No, nope, no, nope, Saskatchewan, way up. Oh, way up. that's yeah. more like the Ukrainian and the, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you and I, we've known each other for a little bit now. We met through Vistage. We're in the same Vistage group together. And I've always been super impressed with your take on um, efficiency removing constraints. Uh, you have lots of uh, education and training experience in lean management, Six Sigma, which I find is invaluable to any business that's looking to get from here to there. If they've hit a plateau in terms of, especially in manufacturing, or I guess it's it applies to any industry, right? Yep. Yep. But it's a critical tool in streamlining or making your business efficient to be able to produce more. Is that fair? That that is fair. Yep, you hit the nail on the head. So it's you know there's different different areas of it. You got Kaizen, uh, which is aimed at you know improvement. You got six that's continuous improvement, right? Kaizen. Yep, yep, yep. And that's that's sort of its its mentality is strictly how do we improve constantly? And then you have Six Sigma, which is you know, uh, reducing the amounts of defects, uh, you know, 3.4 uh, defects per million occurrences and all that. And then you move into lean, which is, you know, eliminating waste. And then you could just go down a rabbit hole from there. So I don't want to bore you. And I get excited about this stuff. So I got to stay on on task. I know you and I are the same when people start talking about talent and, and uh, hiring and building organizations. I get all geeky about it, too. <laughs> Today, you want to talk about performance measurement. So kind of 30,000 foot view. What is performance measurement and why why is it important? Uh, and let's talk from the context of I'm a small business. I'm doing 
10 or $15 million a year and I want to get to 30. Yep. What is performance measurement and why is it important if I want to grow and scale? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, basically the textbook definition of performance measurement is, you know, it's a data-driven process um, that aims to clearly understand how well a group or individual is performing. And then it identifies the areas for the improvement, right? Sure. Um, without measuring, you know, there can't be any standards. And without standards, there can be no improvement. Um, so performance measurement, in my opinion, should be the first step when initiating any sort of performance plan. Um, so if, if I may, I'd like to, so from a small business approach, uh, give you a couple, a, a, a quick example of like how I perfect yeah. describe this to my clients. Okay. So basically a lot of organizations, uh, they get tunnel vision when it comes to how do we increase our profitability? Uh, they generally focus on two things, reducing headcount and increasing prices, right? Or, or when sometimes their only input is more hours. Yep. Or, yep. We're over this process. The only way we can produce more is to work more. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. Throw, throw, uh, throw hours, throw money at it. Uh, but yeah, it's these two things in my experience, reducing headcount, increasing prices, they only upset your employees and they upset your customers. And those are your two most important assets, right? To your business. So, um, I have yet to meet a business owner or leader that doesn't want to improve. But in most cases, what I find is they don't have the time it takes to organize and, and implement an improvement plan or, or they don't have the right people who, who really understand how to accomplish improvement. Right. Right. So the example that, that I can get back to is let's say you have two, two small fabrication shops, right? They're given the same same project um, at the same sales price. They have the same sales price. Uh, let's say their overhead, with the exception of direct labors, all the same. Their okay. cost of materials. They've negotiated. It's it's all the same, right? So, all things considered, they're equal. They're starting from an equal starting point. Exactly. The only variable is their direct labor. Now, right away, some may argue that, well, the business that pays their, their employees a higher salary is naturally going to have, you know, lower profit. And, you know, that's not necessarily true because I've seen businesses that pay their employees well below market wage and they're still less profitable than many of their competitors. Um, you know, others may argue that it's a matter of the employees working harder, which you just mentioned. You know, that's that's work overtime, it. work harder. Right. So and now you have overtime. Right. So more cost. Exactly. Yep. And, and it's really not hard work does pay off. But how efficient is that hard work? Are you working harder and smarter or just harder? You know what I mean? So it's right. it all comes down to what people do, uh, how everyone spends their time. Uh, the more labor transactions required, basically is going to be the longer and more expensive your lead times are going to be. Right. So labor can be deceiving. So 
everyone looks busy. They appears to be working hard. You know, the manager goes out in the shop floor and everybody up, heads down, get to work. Um, but are they working smart? And that that's the question. Um, and that's where process improvement comes in and, and, you know, the performance measurement aspect. So give it what maybe some examples of if you if we're going into a manufacturing production facility that that had, you know, the the ops manager who had been there for 10 years. And when you say, hey, have you ever thought about putting in lean management? And they say, what's that? So what what if you're starting from that baseline, what would be two or three obvious metrics that you would want to start measuring? Um, so I would say when measuring, well, number one, you want to make a commitment to, to measuring what's going on in the business. Right. And when it comes to, you know, measuring what matters, you, you want to measure what matters. So measurements, they're attended, they're intended to be objectively uh, evaluate the important process steps. So the, the important process steps, and that can be from beginning of the organization, the, the top business to the end, you know, from the time you get a, uh, a prospective client gives you a quote for a project, right? How long does it take your estimator to process that? Um, to the time that it's being commissioned in the field, how long does it take your engineers to commission that? every step of the process um, is important. So I would say, you know, depending upon who I'm talking to, if it's a gentleman out in the shop floor, um, you know, over the manufacturing processes, number one is let's pull out that cell phone or that stopwatch and let's start going process to process and doing some time studies. Right. Give you a baseline of each process, right? That that's where I would start on the, on the shop floor level anyway. So measuring kind of if, if, if this product might move through 10 different stations, you would kind of look at, at the time it takes at each station to accomplish the task that needs to happen at that station. Yep. Yep. Do you, do you, do you remember the old, the old funny video of a, of a bill? Like I'm a, I'm a constitutional bill. And yeah. 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 Has this little bill that jumps through. Here's my, what I do. Yeah. So I tell people, I tell my clients to picture, picture your product or your service and follow it. You know, this is, I'm your product. This is, you know, I'm following through the, and, and live the life of that product from beginning to end. And then you'll see where, wow, why am I doing that? Why am I going over here and then turning around and going back here? It should be a street, you know, a, a flow in right. and out. So um, that helps them visualize, you know, where there's barriers uh, to success. Yeah. And I think we might even be kind of, um, I might be thinking of it too too small because I know a lot of times when I've seen facilities get leaned out, when we've kind of worked to put people with this, this background into a company, part of that process is looking at that workflow and oftentimes they'll reorganize a facility just so things aren't getting picked up at the forklift three times when they, it could be done twice. Or, you know, you go station one, station two, then you got to pick it up and go into a different building for station three and then bring it back for station four. It's just understanding those workflows, which that in itself is 
huge time saver and cost saver. Yeah. Yep. Saver. You know, the, the less times you're picking something up and wheeling around on a forklift, the better everything is. And that you take all that into account as well, right? Safety is a big part of this. Yeah. Yep. So we used to do, you've heard of 5S, I'm sure. Yep. Um, you know, we used to have uh, in the aerospace industry, when I was working in there, they had it 6S and they added the sixth S for safety. Yeah, some people um, do. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Safety is is huge. You know, the the and everybody by now should know that. But the the costs of safety uh, can make or break uh, organizations. So yeah, safety is paramount. And you know, talking about the five six S. After I establish a, a measurement or I put performance measurement as you know possibly the first step, often right behind that, when you initiate a, an improvement plan, especially on a shop floor. 5s 6s eliminate that move stuff around like you said you know standardize sort shine um sustain um it, it's very important to reduce steps you know i had the very first uh, memory of of doing a sort of a six sigma kaizen lean uh task i didn't even know i was doing that i didn't know what six sigma was um, I was a junior level manager in, you know, you know in a specialty metals uh, place, the company that happened to have uh, a big client pool of people that was in aerospace. So, you know, quality, things like that were very, very important. But anyway, I simple little task of eliminating steps from these guys going from a rack to get a, a piece of material. They, they were taking 17 steps to and from the rack. and I happened to look, I'm like, well, this is, this is silly. You guys have to do this task day in, day out, 65 times a week, they were doing this task and nobody thought to <laughs> shorten the distance. So long story short, um, you know, at the time I like to call myself, I was a, a dumb blue collar, uh, farm boy from a little town in Western PA, but you know, common sense prevails and worked with the team. We moved some stuff around, just like you mentioned. And we turned those 17 steps into two. And believe it or not, something as simple as that saved the company after we threw dollar values at it and did the math, $18,000 a week. Incredible. And it cost us no money to do it. And did you, in that, in factoring in that, did you factor in like lost time injuries or like back pain that might be suffered from carrying that weight, all those extra steps and the kind of ergonomics of it, things like that? Absolutely. Ergonomics, you hit the, the key term on the head. That's that's definitely got to be in there, you know, and then continuous improvement. You you start, you know, the key word being continuous. You start with the low lying fruit just like that. And then when you circle back to that same task. You know, then it's continuous where, OK, how can I improve it even greater? And another, uh, you know, speaking of ergonomically, how do you engineer? That's when you take in. Uh, you know, useful engineering tools of engineering out uh, any ergonomic issues, uh, you know, touching sharp objects or further, you know, start using maybe AI, you know, that's a big thing right now. But that's the, you know, there's so many levels to continuous yeah. improvement. Well, simple things like workstations, right? Is it if standing or sitting are they at the right height or do you know 5s are the tools in the right spots do you have to reach do you have to lean and 
the one thing I don't want to give people the perception of is this is what it looks like when you start. These are, we're really talking about once you've been doing it a while and you're fine tuning. Um, I think some people often think that it's this huge undertaking to get started with this. And my experience is people that know what they're doing come in and they just, they start knocking, like you see improvements really quickly by making, re taking really simple, like you said, the low lying fruit, the easy stuff. And it's not, it doesn't take a lot of ramp up and it doesn't, it just kind of starts flowing and it's much easier. If you're open to it, it's a much, it's very, it's much easier to implement and maintain than people think it's going to be. Is that fair? It's, that's absolutely fair. And there's, there's one, one very important uh, step to being able to, to get to that level, to be able to see, and it's as simple as go to the gimba, right? Go to the shop floor. Don't spend, you know, at least 75% of your time, if you're a frontline manager, should be on the shop floor or out in the field where the work is going on. And just by spending the bulk of your time there and observing, um, you'll come up with these ways. And a lot of times, like you just heard, it, it won't cost you any money, but can save you a fortune. I think the hardest step for a business owner to take or or a, a department manager, right? If I'm a, a, the director of operations, the hardest step to take is to leave the, well, that's not the way we do it here and say, yeah, let's see how we can make this place better. It's it's the mindset that's the hardest transition in all of this. Yep, yep. It's it's the culture. So, you know, I like to liken it to it's almost like uh, and I might be getting ahead of of ourselves here. Um, but, you know, some of the biggest mistakes that companies make when they start measuring performance, um, it, it's like a marriage. It's a commitment, right? Yes. So I like to think, let's say, so the early stage is, you know, think of it as the first date. Everything is exciting and new and the system, the new plan is, is smart and attractive and, but you didn't do your research and the new system now is looking to be high maintenance uh, to get it to do what you want it to do, right? Um, or the new system seems to just go along with whatever you say and constantly compliments you. So it's, you know, you're, you're getting, uh, you, know, you didn't do your legwork in the beginning, but you're blinded by that first date. And then, then you move to the honeymoon phase, right? So you decide to commit for the long haul, uh, the new system and you are getting along, um, and you have so many plans for the future, but then one morning, you, you log on to the system uh, to communicate and it replies with a nasty error message because you failed to realize that that it doesn't function well with all of your other methods of communication. Right. Um, so make sure your planning you know, phase is, is structured and, and vetted before saying I do basically before That's... committing really vet out that program and then. You know, finally, I like to refer to the final error as the reality error um, or error. So this is when when the system 
and you've spent enough time together to know and accept each other's strength and weaknesses, right? You're never going to have the perfect system for every situation. Um, the system's doing their fair share and contributing to an improved lifestyle. Um, but you failed at, you never successfully integrated the system with the rest of, of the family or team. Um, so not everybody's wanting to talk to it. Uh, so definitely, definitely just to touch on what you said is make sure that you include your team or family uh, in vetting, planning and the implementation process. Everybody has got to accept it. It's got to be a culture change, not just a process change. That's awesome. And one thing you touched on, which has, I think might factor in too, is people think they get to a point where, well, everything should be perfect. And if, if I'm going to invest in this, everything should be perfect. And the whole idea behind this is it's continuous improvement. And as your business changes, the volume, you're creating processes that can handle more volume. Then you start pumping through uh, business through that, right? That the throughput goes up, new problems arise. And it's not a set it and forget it. It does take that continuous you have to look at continuously and look at where are those bottlenecks, where are those constraints? Man, we just made a leap from we're we're gonna do we did 10 million last year. We're on track to do 15 million dollars this year. That's a much that's it. The four walls are the same, the staff is the same, the equipment's the same, but that's a different business when you increase by 50%. Yep. It's it's you're absolutely right. So you have to you know, analyze what you measure. So, and, and do it daily consistently. So the less measurements you have, if you do it once a month or quarterly, or gosh, I even see some companies do it as much as like every six months, um, you know, that can lead to the information being inaccurate. The less information you have, you know, it's basic st statistical analysis. So, uh, and then, you know, it's important to, to analyze what you measure, as, as I said, but once you have the measurements, you need to constantly be reanalyzing that information. Like you said, business situations change, um, you know, sales change, uh, capital expenses change, you have breakdowns, you have, as you know, in your, in your line of work, you have, uh, you know, turnover. Um, so you have to be, yeah. Yep. You got to constantly be analyzing and consistently uh, of doing your measurements. So it, it, it sounds like a huge undertaking, but really once you once you build the foundation and the structure, it, it's no different than than doing a, a typical daily production report, which 99 percent of the you know frontline managers do every day. It so. just gives you, I think it just gives you a better foundation or structure for those meetings for your, your crew to go out and execute on because there's, there's very specific things they need to be looking at and reporting on versus let's go out there and have a great day today. Everyone be safe. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And it's, you know, everybody's got a competitive nature. I, I haven't met too many people that aren't competitor in some area. Um, and it gives them when you establish that baseline from measuring, you know, it gives them that sense of 
you know, goals. Well, I can be better. Let's get fat. Yeah. Let's shave two seconds. Let's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, I used to, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say one thing I found and it's, 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 it's related, but it's a little off topic, but when businesses go from like hand trucks to forklifts, I always say to the business owner, this is a big deal because an accident with a hand truck is a lot different than an accident with a forklift. And yep. this is where you, this, this is now becomes very serious in terms of all of this that we're talking about, because you're going to have someone wheeling around in a one ton, two ton machine with pointy forks on the front. And if you don't have process, procedure, workflows, when you use it, how you use it, why you use it, how it affects the business, all that stuff in place, it's dangerous. And, you know, people go home after someone bumps them with a hand truck. And they don't always go home when they get hit with a forklift. No. And that's, that level of change and seriousness of the, the inner workings of your business, right? That ebb and flow to me is always an indicator of let you got to get someone who knows what they're doing around this, not a safety person, right? But someone who can analyze and even like we talked about, right? That, that is one of those critical business shifts where the workflow you had when people are carrying material is very different than the workflow of when you're moving it with a forklift. And so yep. do you need to redesign or, or look at the layout of your operation? Yep. All those things. So to me, that's always been a, 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 a when I really sit a business owner down and say, you need that, like, this is a huge shift in the business. Yep. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You want to max out, I say each phase. So take it in phases um, and max out each phase, the capability of each phase before you move into the next phase. Because, you know, that's that's what will happen. A lot of people, especially if they have a lot of capital, they're having a good year, sales are up. Oh man, now's the time. Let's, let's throw down, you know, $50,000, $60,000 on that new fork truck without really examining, okay, did we max out the complete effectiveness of using a hand truck? before we move to the next level how much is that and if we did what's that fork truck going to save us what's the roi um because you gotta you, it's risk versus reward right you have to you have He's to drive the damn thing yep yep you gotta and that's where safety comes in right you gotta have a so safety and you know my background with process improvement quality we work very close to each other because it's all standard processes and training right you've got to right. come up with okay now now you got to have a good training plan and uh a way to get these employees uh trained and verified on on operating a fork truck so right yeah it's it's it, it moves in phases it, it sounds scarier than what it really is um but i, I a, agree with you on that because yeah. people are like lean six sigma kaizen yeah, uh, we don't need any of that crazy voodoo in our business, you know. But again, I, I'm going to support you 100 because I've I've been a part of hiring VPs of operation and directors of operation specifically to
to come in with lean and um, Six Sigma Experience 5S to, to upgrade a facility to prepare them to grow, right? Or they, they have amazing, you know, their, their revenues are climbing, their sales are climbing, and they're, they're jammed up in that operation. And after we kind of do our initial um, diligence and we're like, you, you need an operations leader who is versed in Lean Six Sigma because that's how you're going to be able to handle your, your facility can handle more. Your systems can't. And yep. so this is why that's so important. And then to see how quickly and painlessly the changes are made in the organization is always amazing to me how, how fast it happens. It's not six months worth of planning and sitting down and having meeting to have a meeting about a meeting about how we're going to do this. People that know what they're doing can, can start making small but meaningful changes pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Almost immediately. Um, like you said, I've, I have yet to be able to walk and I'm, you know, I've been doing this for nearly two decades, but there's people it's, been doing it a lot longer than me. And even at my level, you know, I can walk out on almost any shop floor and probably pick out a minimum of three areas that can immediately be approved upon at zero to very little cost. Yeah. On day one, hour one, right? Like I remember I, <laughs> I had a client who we hired a VP of ops to do this. And one of my favorite lines ever, he goes, uh, he says to this guy, he says, um, Hey, you know, I'm not expecting you to make changes, a lot of changes fast, but if you could get them start before lunch, that'd be great. <laughs> but that week, like I check in on him and he's like, man, you should see what's going on in there. I'm like, wow, that's, it's yeah. crazy. Okay. So we're moving on. So I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking that's me. I'm a, I'm a, a small business manufacturer. We have sales aren't our issue. Delivery is, you know, our quality might be suffering, our OTDs might be suffering, our labor might be high, we might be, we might have a couple injuries, some um, workers' comp claims going in, you know, the, 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 the delivery, the operation isn't where it needs to be. What's, what's something like, other than picking up the phone and calling you, Nelson, and we'll give them a chance to, to reach out to you. What could I do as a business owner to kind of get started on this or like dip my toe in the water? Uh, number one, get out on the floor or go to the area where the actual stuff is getting, you know, happening. Observe, um, you know, computers are great. Software is great, but they're nowhere near um, as informative of getting out there and actually seeing what's going on with your own eyes. Number two, um, start measuring. After you observe, start measuring. Pull out, you know, look at your watch, pull out your phone, hit your stopwatch. Start timing and getting an idea of, you know, on a piece of paper or in an email or on a report, you know, it's easy to read, oh, our lead time is this, right? But when you go out there and you start actually tracking each step that makes that overall lead time, that's where you can say, oh, okay, well, this shouldn't take this long here. This shouldn't take this long here. And then your end product, once you trim the fat in areas, um, your overall lead time will be reduced. So get to the floor, start measuring, start time studies, um, and, and compile that data. 
and then present that data um, to your team. Get your team on boards number three. It's got to be a culture change. It will never, you'll never sustain it. And for it to be a culture change truly takes a leader, not a boss, in my opinion. So there, in, you know, in, in my mind, a boss just, you know, tells you what to do and a leader shows you, shows you how to do it. Right. So if you're going to truly commit to any sort of process improvement, you got to do just that. You got to commit. You got to leave it, uh, live it, breathe it, consistently talk about it. Um, and when your employees or your team sees you and how important it is to you and to the business, they tend to get on board pretty quickly there, especially when you include them in the decisions along the way. Hey, what do you guys think? You know, um, don't just ram a lot of these places. I, I will say there's some bad six sigma guys out there or lean guys out there or process improvements where they'll come and they just they get in front of a, a group um and like you said six sigma kaizen that might be you know foreign language to them Voodoo, yeah yeah and they're they're getting in front of this group who don't even know what six sigma is and they're just reading textbook uh you know right out of a textbook to them well here's what we got to do and they don't they never explain the why they never give them real life examples. Um, and that's very important. I get more pushback on standardized processes than probably any other area because a lot of people has had, they've had a horrible experience with SOPs or, you know, SJPs because they look at them as somebody just comes in or a member of management who doesn't even do my job, just writes up this instruction and this is how I have to do my job now. And yeah. that, that couldn't be further from the truth of what a real standard procedure should be. A standard procedure should be, you have two guys, right? Let's say you have two maintenance mechanics. Chances are one of those maintenance mechanics will do the same task faster and better than the other one. You want to, you want to document what that one that does everything faster than better. You want to document how he does it, get it in there. And that becomes your standard process. Not, yeah. Not taking this chunk out of a textbook or reading some engineer studies and throwing that on a piece of paper and say, here's how you got to do your job. You got to, you got to actually reflect what they're doing. And then once you do that, you have to consistently improve upon it, get it in front of the guys, you know, every three months and say, hey, can you review this and, and tell us, ha has there been any improvements or are you guys doing this differently? Have you found a better way? Constant input. So awesome. Cool. All right, Nelson, thank you so much, man. This has been great. I, 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 I believe in Six Sigma and Lean and I've seen it help businesses, small businesses, especially kind of get over the hump and, and just, it helps and it increases productivity. It lowers labor. It increases quality. It it, it improves um, delivery times. It there's there's no downside to it. And my experience has been the input in is far less than what you get out of it. So thank you, man. I, I appreciate this. So let us know how, 
uh, how we can get in touch with you and give us some highlights about what, you know, if people want to talk to you, what, what issues that you might be able to solve for them. Yeah, sure. No, thanks for having me on first, Corey. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure uh, knowing you since we met in, in Vistage there. And uh, I look forward to hopefully. I wore, I wore my new Rush shirt for you, Nelson. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard the uh, the intro music to the podcast. And right away, I knew that you had a hand in that that classic rock sound. So, um, but yeah, basically, you can see, uh, you know, on the screen there, I think uh, apexoperationsgroup.com. That's my website. Uh, you can read about us, uh, a little bio of me in there and all our services um, that, that we provide. You know, we provide process improvement services, uh, quality services, whether it be ISO, uh, AS9100, uh, what have you. Um, we also uh, provide fractional leadership. So, you know, if you're transitioning uh, to uh, hire somebody on board, um, we can we can fill that gap if somebody leaves unexpectedly. Um, we can fill that gap and help you find a successful uh, full time replacement. Um, but yeah, you can reach me directly at my my email, which is Nelson at apexoperationsgroup.com, and uh, and ask me any questions. Email me day or night. Um, I often like to offer you know thirty minute free cons consultations and and meet people and. Uh, help people, number one. Um, I just really enjoy doing this stuff. So, Awesome. Well, thank you. We, I appreciate it. And I'm sure listeners out there who are, who are wondering how to get more out of their operation appreciate this too. Yeah. Well, thanks, Corey. I appreciate having me on. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Nelson. Nelson Quinnell, awesome guy. Don't be uh, fooled by his, you know, he's all uh, dressed up to be on the on the on the uh, live stream here today. But uh, he's he's a blue collar guy. He likes to get in there, get his hands dirty. He tells us lots of, or he's told me lots of stories about you know working with mining companies and all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, if you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe below here wherever or on whatever service you're listening to us so if you're watching us on linkedin oh if you're listening to the podcast subscribe we're on spotify and apple those are our primaries but we're on amazon and google as well if you're watching this on linkedin make sure you like our page the key hire solutions linkedin page i messed matt up there it is follow us on linkedin we post content on that page uh, daily, some updates for you, some information about what's going on in the market, some different tips and strategies. Check out our YouTube channel. Give us some love there. We're always looking for subscribers on our YouTube channel, but you can see all kinds of cool stuff on YouTube. There's hours of content on there. And of course, if you want to talk about some of the challenges you're facing in terms of growing your company, talent gaps, um, if you have some constraints in your business, um, experience gaps, you need to, you're thinking about creating a new leadership position in your business. That's a big part of what we do. Schedule a free consultation off the website. We're happy to talk to you about that. No sales, no weirdness, just good, honest help until next time. Oh, we got the down, the download our, we got some free tools. We got our ebook there. It's that's our, you can download our proprietary hiring process. That gets us 90% success rate for our clients. You can get it for free. Just go download it off the website. 
So we will see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you listening. And until next time, stop grinding, start growing.